All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. I'm very excited because our guest today is a business leader, corporate trainer, and ministry speaker with a passion for empowering others to build their businesses and ministries according to God's way. She is the founder and host of Masterpiece Woman podcast, events, and membership community where she helps women become powerful industry leaders. Oh, I love it. And our guest's extensive experience is business leadership, coaching, and corporate training has helped her build multiple business from startup to multi-million dollar enterprises in multiple locations. Uh, she's known for helping to create rainmaker individual and teams who achieve great successes in their businesses and ministries. So please join me in welcoming Tina Rains to the show. Going to cue the intro and then we'll get started. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Welcome, Tina, to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here. I just love what you're doing. Great job. Mm, yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've got lots of questions for for you today. So let's just dive right in. Um, based off of the intro, it sounds like you built multiple businesses. So can you tell me a little bit about each one and then we can get to the one that you're currently running or maybe you're running a lot of them all at once. Just kind of want to know... <laughs> anything and everything about your business experience. So I was a young girl. I was an RN, 25 years old and um, working in staffing. So I'd, I'd work my full-time job, but you know, nurses, unfortunately, as hard as we might work, we don't make all that great of money and we wanted right. to buy a house. So I was working two jobs. I was working three 12 hours at our hospital and going to another agency and working another two shifts at another through an agency and unfortunately, I wasn't enjoying the experience with them. They, my paychecks were a mess. It was just this thing, right? And I was like, I just can't do this anymore. It's just too frustrating. And so the hospital actually um, said, well, why don't you start your own company? And I'm like, yeah, no, um, I'm thinking I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. And that entrepreneurial spirit in me was like, yeah. So my partner and I um, actually launched a healthcare staffing company oh. in 19, I'm going to age myself here, here <laughs> in, um, in 1996. And so one thing led to another, after a few years, we had very different visions. I realized I w wanted to be huge and she right. didn't. And so we split our company. I took mine, she took hers and um, I ended up expanding to about 11 offices around the country wow. and um, had nurses doing travel assignments all over the country. And granted, I'm a young kid, don't really know exactly what I'm doing. And so yeah. that's really part of uh, my passion is to help people build businesses because you can have a vision, you can have a dream and have zero tools, zero experience, and you can still accomplish the things that God puts in your heart. And so that's why I'm so passionate about helping people do so because I was that kid that somebody invested in me. You know, they right. say, go get a good coach, get in a community of people that are smarter than you. So I found a coaching platform. Um, 
so I studied every single thing I could. It was back in the day. Okay, I'm aging myself again. We're CDs. So I ordered every single CD thing you could imagine on sales and business building. And now you have it all online. You can learn. Um, but I also got into a mentorship program with some of the best CEOs in my community nice. who were thriving. So that that's was the first business that I started. And I sold yeah. that in 2003, kept a little piece of it, moved to Florida and continued doing travel and executive recruitment and interim leadership positions and things like that yeah. until around 2000, 2011, where I really felt God tugging on my heart to do something different. And yeah. um, I ended up actually going back into nursing, kind of waiting, like thinking, well, maybe that's my calling is to help people in right. the hospital again. And I, I knew I was going to be there long-term, but I do love actually being a nurse. Mm -hmm. and, um, labor and delivery was what I got certified in special. Oh, cool. Though I did everything. Yeah. So I did that. And then I ended up leading another initiative against human trafficking and it was a movement. That's where we climbed all the crazy mountains. But in the meantime, like I would dabble in little, you know, side businesses and um, do some consulting and help other entrepreneurs build their business and, yeah. you know, coached in my community. And I'm very passionate about coaching and I do leadership coaching um, for business executives in my community. And so yeah. um, I just started finding that God can use my skills in building business to really help a lot of people. So, right. Yeah. So is that what you, is that what your current business is? So your, um, your masterpiece woman, um, is that like helping and training, uh, executives on leadership? So that is actually monthly luncheons in our local community. And it's an opportunity for women to come and socialize and build community and network and really help, help raise each other up and build community and then we have an excellent speaker that comes. And then in the, in the interim during the month, I do a group coaching platform where I help them to grow and help them to learn specific things about business building and hold right. them accountable, et cetera. So that's what our monthly, you know, our weekly connections are. And then once a year, this year, it's going to be amazing at Hutchinson Island, November 2nd to the 5th, just saying. Nice. Um, we have a retreat where we dive deep into different topics um, that are really for leaders who just want to go to that next level and right. um, achieve things they've never achieved before. And so, and live the best version, you know, the best version of themselves um, from a personal, spiritual, and a professional perspective. Right. So, oh, I in the love meantime, that. So that's Masterpiece Women. So I have two arms right now. Okay, um, nice. We get a little busy. <laughs> a little. I always taught my team, delegate. That's a key component. Make sure you're delegating. Right. So I have Masterpiece Women. And then I was asked to help lead a health and wellness company that was launching that has the same vision as Masterpiece Women. Their heart is that every person would know their value that they would have the tools to succeed in business and that we'd have incredible all natural products that would be revolutionary in the healthcare industry. Cause as a nurse, yes, I believe in medical intervention oftentimes, but what I do know is this, our bodies were created to heal themselves. 
And oftentimes right. we do too much intervention that's not healthy for our bodies. And it actually can have the counter effect. And I had that experience with my doctor. I mean, my daughter, when yes. she was a baby, which really propelled me into learning natural ways to remedy things versus being on antibiotics constantly, et cetera. So I've just helped launch this fall a health and wellness company. And right now we just launched in the US, Puerto Rico and Canada, wow. and we'll be expanding all over the world with our first First product was um, is an all natural fat loss and anti inflammatory supplement that also nice. builds lean muscle. And um, our next product, I'm one of the testers because I'm one of the founding members, and so I can't tell you what it is, but it's going to be parts too. We have another two things and a technology coming, and there are some incredible things that we're launching. And the reason I'm so passionate is number one is the opportunity to really invest in people and help them build a business that they never dreamed that they could do. Then right. secondly, we have incredible products and with our products comes a whole mindset program. Dr. Ona Brown, which is Les Brown's daughter is doing oh, wow. our program. She's like heading the whole thing up. And then we have a free fitness program and we have of course the training to become wealthy and, you know, increase your wealth. Because yeah. we believe in a holistic approach of really transforming people's lives. That's really what it's all about mm -hmm. and doing it with excellence. So, yeah, so those are my two hats currently. And um, I love both of them dearly, but I do delegate a lot of the work because, um, you know, my passion and at my age, I've learned that I want to live in my passion is yeah. how to invest in people. Like, right. what's my favorite? It's really investing in my team. It's the excitement of watching them grow and doing things they never dreamed they could do. And so, yeah, right. that's my passion. Oh, I love that. Okay. So you, you clearly have a lot of experience with business and starting to get to that point where you do need to delegate and everything like that. So I would love to know what is your opinion on the difference between a solopreneur and a business owner? Since I see a lot of people that use those terms interchangeably, like, oh, they just kind of use the umbrella term of you're an entrepreneur, right? And so that includes anything and everything. Um, so do you think that there's a difference? Um, and if so, what is the difference? So I'm going to say there should not be a difference. Mm. I think every solo entrepreneur, solopreneur should be a CEO mindset. They have to have a CEO mindset. If you, and don't get me wrong, when I built my first company, I learned I had to do everything. I started in my garage. Right. There was nobody helping me. It was just me. So I've been that in multiple times and um, been in that position but what I learned early from my key mentors was the word delegate and mindset. Think of yourself as much bigger than you are. If you constantly build a business that completely depends on you right. to succeed, then you over you overdo everything. You stretch yourself so thin and you only have so much, so much time in a day. And you don't want to have your boundaries so crazy as a solopreneur that you don't do the things that are most important, which is spend time with family, time in the things that you're passionate about. For me, it's time with God. It's time with my right. family. And I love to travel. So yeah. you have to really think of what is it that you're oftentimes solopreneurs, they have a why. Don't get me wrong. You have to sacrifice no matter what kind of business you start. You have mm -hmm. to make sacrifices. But the sacrifices you should be making are things like television, social media, 
things that are a waste of time. Now, social media, obviously, in this day and age, can be very, very valuable to build business. Right. But there are strategic ways to do it versus being that solopreneur who's just spending hours just I have a friend that does that and she doesn't understand why she's not accomplishing her goals. She'll spend mm. hours watching random TikToks. You know, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Um, right. So I always, I actually literally break it down because most entrepreneurs are visionaries yeah. and they love that. They love to be, um, to be stimulated. Mm -hmm. And so they love to, and they're very relational. And so do that, but do it in, you know, in moderation. And oftentimes when I've done executive coaching, I only do a few at a time now because I am too busy. Mm. Uh, but when I do executive coaching nine times out of 10, they have to get back to their time management because they start doing all these different great things, but most of them aren't getting them to their true goal. Right. And their why they mm. get, of course, because they get so busy doing great things Busyness does not equal results. Mm, yeah. Oh man, that's that's super important to hear. Um, and do you think when do you think is the right time as like when it's just you and the business to uh, delegate and start to like give other people responsibilities in the business? So I'm never going to say to get in debt because I live a debt free lifestyle and I've always yeah. believed in that. Um, however, I will say that when you're starting a business, if you will focus on doing the things that you do really, really, really well, and that only you can do in your business. So having that CEO mindset of I'm only doing the things that only I can do the yeah. rest, I can outsource. I can get a VA to do my social media posts. It's so simple now, or go get an automated system that you plug it all in and right. it does it for you for a minimal amount per month. So there's yeah. ways for you to do a lot of the outsourcing, even when you're first starting a business, there's no reason for you to do some of the admin. And there's a lot of people who say, well, but I don't have the money to pay for it. Right. You don't have the money not to pay for it. I mean, mm -hmm. the reality is you can spend it doing that, or you can be profitable in your business because you're using a few tools that will minimize your overall time expenditure, which then lets you do the things that you're strong at, which are building relationship. And sales 101, every time I teach sales to people, is yeah. the number one thing is relationship. And if you're busy doing the admin, you're not building the strong relationships that you need. Yes. Yep. And I've seen that with my own experience too, because with the admin, it creates kind of a stress to like, you got to be constantly in it, getting it done. Right. And so then you, you want to spend less time building the relationship because you're like, I just need, I have so many tasks to do this, 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 and this. And so then you don't actually spend that time where it needs to be spent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And that's so then, why there's so many yeah. virtual admin companies. And even in Masterpiece Women, we actually created a platform in that to help our women entrepreneurs with actually posting for them because oh, cool. they, so I have VAs from our missionaries that I worked with in the Philippines. It's actually their family. And so I ended up just connecting with them and training them and they do a phenomenal job now. And so um, they actually help some of our women to do that stuff. Just take it off your plate, mm. pay for it up front long-term is going to pay huge dividends for you though. So they're, they're right. amazing at it. 
Right. So then how do you take it? Algorithms. <laughs> A lot of it's algorithms. I know. Right. Okay. That's super cool. So you mentioned that it's important to not have your business be built around yourself. What would you recommend someone does when they are first starting a business, especially since you have experience in the coaching space? I feel like it can be sometimes difficult to not build your business around yourself when you're coaching because you're the expert. So how would you recommend to lay a strong foundation for your business where it has its own identity separate from yours? So in coaching, you are selling yourself, right? You're not selling a product, but in essence, you are selling a product. So you still want to build relationship and you are promoting yourself and the leadership tools and the business tools. But a lot of that can be done through social media and then engaging the um, clients in a conversation. So all of it that leads up to you getting them on the phone, you're the only one that can sell them on the phone. But getting the leads, getting the appointments can all be outsourced. All of that, you give them a template. I mean, my girls have standard email, you know, email templates. They have standard um, questions and answers. I don't do my social media. It looks like I'm doing all this engagement and candidly, I'm not. Um, (laughs) Right. They're doing it all, but I've trained them on, okay, if they're asking this specifically about coaching or about leadership, here's some of the key questions and key answers. So they know, and they know how I talk now. They know how I didn't give that to them right off the bat. I trained them a little bit, gave them a few key things to do that I need to do that. I knew I could say, here's a script. Here's what you say. Here's what you do. They have a question you don't know. Send that to me. I'll answer it. Well, then it goes into their, into their um, responses. And so they know moving forward. Okay. Someone asked me that that's a, you know, pretty common question. I know how to answer that. And so They don't answer things that they don't know how to answer, um, but they answer everything they do. And if they don't, they come to me and they get the answer. Right. So then do you take all your sales calls? Do you think that the sales call role should be outsourced to someone else in a business? Or do you think that it should be the business owner doing that? I believe that when you first start, it definitely should be you because you have to build those relationships. Again, there's some things only you can do, and that's building the relationship. So if you're selling yourself, if you're selling your coaching, you have to be the one building that relationship because they want to know you. Now, Mm -hmm. that's not the case with a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a product, you don't necessarily ever need to hop on a call. Now, if you're building a team, like for mine, I am doing mine more business to business. I also have a team that I'm managing. We have hundreds of people already that have joined us as part of our team to sell and um, build it because it is direct sales. Right. But I do a lot of direct B2B. Well, because I'm I'm an RN and my target market is a doctor, I'm the one that gets on those calls. Right. So I schedule the calls, but I have even on that, on my calendar link, I put just my block time that I have those that is good for me. Right. I block those off and that's when I schedule those calls. And sometimes it is three or four days out. Yeah. But professionals are used to doing that. So sometimes right. it's a week out, depending on what my week might look like, because I also block time for my team. So if there's any issues, anything they need, or they have a call they want me to hop on, I have right. specific hours that I have blocked off for them. So time management is one of the key resources you have because your time is money. 
And if you're using that, doing all these other things, then in my opinion, you're wasting a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So what has been some of those key strategies that you've used to build solid relationships in, in your business as you go and, and connect with people? So when it comes to um, one-on-one, it's just literally making the time, have a lunch, yeah. have a coffee, have a Zoom. Oftentimes someone will ask me on um, LinkedIn, Yeah, I get sales emails probably 25 a day. So yeah. I reverse the strategy. Okay, you're trying to sell me. Let me just tell you what I'm looking for. I don't really have a need for your, your business currently, but this is what my focus is and who my target market is. And who do you need to be referred to? Like, how do we get back to that real networking? Right. And when you're adding value to others, they are so willing. It actually, two days, last Friday, this happened. I got an email back. Well, I have a call for you with two doctors. Um, here's their cell phone numbers. They're my friends. You need to connect with doctors. I've just gave you two. I said, well, what can I do for you? Like, yeah, awesome. And so I connected them to who they needed. I thought that's what it needs to go back to. We need to go right. back to how do we add value? How do we do for others? Right. Because let me tell you, I want to work with that guy. Like, yeah, he really cared about somebody else versus I just want to sell to you. I just want to sell to you. I just want to sell. And the biggest mistake people make on social media, because it turns me off every time. They'll add me as a friend or they'll con- ask me to connect on LinkedIn. And the first thing they do is sell to me. They don't know me. They don't know right. anything about who my target market is. It's all about them. Right. Step back, add value. Yeah. Pay attention to what their feed says. Someone wants to connect with you. Take a look at what who they are. Learn who they right. are so that you can build that relationship with them because yeah. you know what matters to them. And that's yeah. really, you know, Again, sales 101 to me is relationship, but the best thing you can do is listen, be a good listener. And unless you're getting on a call with them, the only way to listen is to pay attention to the things they share and like and things like that so that you know what's important to them. Right. Oh, man, that's so powerful. And I think that that would drastically change the way that you just deal with people. I love that you gave the recommendation of doing just a simple like, hey, like, what can I do for you? This is what I'm looking for. Who can we connect each other with? And if you end up being a good fit to then work with each other, then that's going to come naturally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to help people and people want to work with people they like, they trust and they value, you know, they know that you care about them. You know, John Maxwell always says, and I use this quote all the time, people do not care what you know till they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, that's very cool. So you mentioned that, and we've kind of been talking, right? That you've kind of done it all, right? You've, you've done startups, you've done eight figure businesses. So I've imagined, I imagine that you've probably had to shift a lot and grow a lot. And so what would you say are some of those most major shifts that you had to make as you know, you grew your businesses and brought on team members and delegated, what were you say? what would you say with some of those major shifts? I would say my mindset, because as you're growing, so as I was building this company and it was, um, you know, growing, suddenly we had hundreds of nurses in each location and I had created it from a very personal, like I would go do the shifts myself as a nurse and find the best nurses that were in that unit working from another agency. I'd, I'd befriend them, become friends with them. This is before 
social media really hit. Yeah. Um, and I would just build relationship with them. And then if they were making $5, I'd make, give them five fifty. you know, mm-hmm. and they would come to work for me. And then I actually built my company from a, um, almost a multi-level marketing kind of perspective, because if they mm-hmm. referred their, their nursing friends, I'd give them a dollar. And if their mm-hmm. friends referred somebody, I'd give them 50 cents and give them. So I, I like did this profit sharing kind of thing with the nurses to make it valuable for them because I was always taught, how can you add value to someone else? It can't just be about, Oh, refer, refer your friend. And um, yes, you make a little bonus, but that's it. Here you go. Right. You're done. Now, how do we build this together? And even when I built the ministry, I did that. Um, you know, I provided all the tools for the women to go out and talk about our projects. And when yeah. I did the Kil- Mount Kilimanjaro and Base Camp Everest, those were fundraisers to raise funds against human trafficking. And over a few years, we raised over $6 million. It wasn't wow. me. It was because I built relationship with the women, gave them tools to go be a voice, to go yeah. be that activists in their communities to rally people, to teach them about the atrocities of human trafficking. And then they were climbing the mountains with me. They would pay their own way, but the other, the other people would help them raise. Typically it was every event was different, but it was anywhere from $5,000 they had to raise to 10,000 to even 50,000 for one of them. And so, and they succeeded because they rallied people. They they tapped into their relationships. And that is, I believe, the key way for you to really build anything is get people around you to get excited yeah. about what you're doing. Right. Okay, very cool. So you mentioned climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, base camp of Everest. Can you tell me more about those experiences? Because not everybody can just go and do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to tell you. And I, it's funny. I'm not a climber. I'm okay. not a backpacker. I had gone on a date a few years before. God has a funny sense of humor. And they said, oh, I like camping. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I said, <laughs> I didn't do it the Ritz Carlton. Like I was such a snob. And then guess yeah. what? God had another plan for me. Right. But, um, yeah. So I went the first time because I got on a mission trip and um, saw some of the atrocities in India transpiring. It just grabbed my heart. Like we have to do something came back yeah. to my fancy house on the water and all the luxuries and going, I, I've got to do something. And so that was yeah. kind of my beginning of my passion for it. So the first climb I went as a volunteer and um, it was tough. It was hard. We trained really hard for it, you know, had to change our habits. And so what I found in those climbs, there were some key components to life, to leadership that actually applied on that mountain too. So the first thing you have to do when you're going on the mountain climb is you got to get the right equipment. Mm-hmm. You have to have the right equipment, right? You have to have the poles, the backpack, the things to keep you warm. The first trip I went on, I didn't know all that. And I thought I could just kind of, you know, fudge it a little bit. I didn't want to go spend a bunch of money. I had no intentions of ever doing it again. Right. I closed my tail off. And so when we're building business, if we don't have the right tools, the right training, the, you know, the right mentors around us, it's really hard to get to the summit. And so it's so valuable to really invest in your own personal growth, invest in your own, you know, equipment that will help you do things easier so that you can get to the summit. So having the right equipment's one. Hydrating. So (laughs) 
one of the key things, if you don't hydrate, you will die. Like if you're not hydrating all the way up the mountain, you're going to die. If you're not hydrating three weeks before, you won't make it because your body doesn't just absorb fluid the first day that you're on the mountain. It takes you to really accumulate that increased volume. You have to have a larger volume when to avoid altitude sickness and such, right? So hydration for a few weeks before is so important. Same thing with building a business. You have to continue to hydrate. You have to continue to pour into yourself. Have that time of self-care. Have that time of really taking care of you so that you have enough energy to summit, so that you have enough energy to help your teammates summit. Like you have to hydrate. You have to pour into yourself. And community. So community around you and having the people on your team when you're climbing a mountain is so valuable. As we're climbing that mountain, let me tell you the times that I was not feeling very good. It was my chirp or my sister next to my, you know, girlfriend next to me saying, Hey, Tina, you can do this. We can do it was remembering my why. So hydration, your, um, your equipment, your community, even in business building, best advice ever given to me when I first started my business at 25 was to get in that mentorship program and mm-hmm. have people around me that were smarter than me. Yeah. Um, the CEO of Coca-Cola at the time that I was in this group with in our local community said, you know what? I always have people that are smarter than me on my team so I can yeah. learn from them and they can manage all the stuff I don't know how to do. That's what a true CEO does. You do what you do well. It's vision. Right. It's all that, but let people do what they're really good at. And then of course, you know, having a community around me, um, whether it's chamber people, other people that are entrepreneurs. And that's why I love our community with masterpieces. When other people have the same mindset, you do things. I mean, I could have never raised all that money by myself. It was a community of us rallying, encouraging each other, and then always keep your focus on your why. Mm-hmm. Every time I would climb, I had a picture of a little girl I saw in India who yeah. I'll never forget the pastor from India said to me, she was three years old begging on the street. And he said, by five, they'll be selling her for sex. Now they're just having her beg. And it rocked my world. And so Man. every time I would go, why am I doing this? What Have I lost my mind? Like there was times we would self-doubt, right? We do that when we're entrepreneurs. Right. I keep my focus on that why and that picture of that little girl yeah. and all the little girls that she represented around the world that I was helping. Right. And I would think about the project I had in this one location where all these little girls had been rescued ages three oh, to like 12. I had a home that had 42 little girls in it. And I would keep my eyes focused on that. And I got, I summited every single time that I went and I did Kilimanjaro twice and oh wow, all kinds of other stuff. But it's because my why was so big. Well, yeah. with my current business, it's no different. Knowing your why, knowing that you are going to get to what's important to you. If it's you're an entrepreneur, typically people's why starts, begins with, I just want to be home with my family more. Right. I just want to make a legacy for my family that I've never been able to do. Well, oftentimes they get their focus off their why they're working 80 hours a week 
and six years go by and they haven't spent any time with their family. So yeah. it's really important to keep your focus on your why so that you plan your time well and you plan your business well and you you will succeed. You will get there. Um, yeah. but another valuable lesson that I learned, and this is something that people really as a, as an entrepreneur need to remind themselves of, sometimes you have to take a step backwards to take mm-hmm. a step forwards. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, I just failed and here I go again, going backwards, I'm not going to succeed. Etch that out of your mindset. Can I tell you, when we went up those mountains, we had to go up to 16,000, come back to 14,000 to acclimate. Mm. Oh, really? Go backwards, you learn so much. There's such valuable meat. That's my failures are my greatest lessons Mm. better than the successes I've had. My failures have taught me so much. And so same thing in our business, take it as a, you know what? I learned from it. Did I like it? No, it kind of (laughs) really sucked. Let's get real. Yeah. But, But however, I can now move forward with that and I'll never do that again. And I know the value in what I went through. And I know that's not the way I want to do it again. And so right. uh, my failures have been my greatest lessons. And they typically are when you're an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. yeah, right. so those mountain climbs, um, I don't do wow. that anymore. It's been a while. <laughs> um, it's been a few years now. And I support all my girlfriends. They're still doing it and um, making a big impact in the world. And I support them. But I, I just don't feel like it's my season to climb anymore. So now I'm climbing the mountain of helping build this direct sales company. Yeah. That has a vision that I'm very passionate about. And my why is knowing that millions of people around the world will have the opportunity to build business, grow personally, grow professionally, and get healthier naturally, which is so important. Right. So if you look at our world, our world is so negative and right. the things we're doing to our bodies because we don't really love ourselves that much. is just horrible. You know, mm-hmm. so I want to see people thrive personally, professionally, health wise. And so mm-hmm. I have to keep my, my focus on my why mm-hmm. and of course, build an incredible legacy for my family. Yeah. So how do you, how do you get, cause you're very passionate about it and I love that. So how do you get to that point if you don't feel you have a why and does it need to be centered on other people or can you have one that's centered on yourself how do you really create something that's super passionate that you can attach to i think it has to be whatever you're passionate about yeah um if you don't have that passion it's hard to get yourself motivated if i've had people that their why is as simple as I need to make $500 a month so that I can pay for the car that I want. Like that is their why it's that, you know, and guess what? When they achieve that, then their why gets a little bit bigger. So you Mm -hmm. have to start wherever you're at for your why and Mm -hmm. mine's other centers because that's just where I'm at in my life. Yeah. That doesn't discount someone that their why is, I just want to buy a house. I haven't been able to buy a house. That's, a big why that's a huge thing for somebody. And I applaud them for that being their why, because whatever your why is, it's valuable. Whatever God's calling you to do is valuable. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I wouldn't discount that. It can be whatever your 
passionate about. Sometimes it's your greatest need that you're passionate about. You want to build, send your kids to private school. You want to be able to, you know, I know, you know, one of my children, that's their big why in their business is they want to make sure they can always provide for their kids to go to private Christian school. That's yeah, what's important to them. Right. Very cool. Okay. I love that perspective. So you mentioned to me um, that one of the greatest things that you believe impacts entrepreneurs is learning to get out of their comfort zone. So why is that? And how do you recommend entrepreneurs start doing that? Um, even if they're in, in environments where it kind of comfort is uh, easily accessible. So comfort zone is really your worst nightmare. It's your worst lie that you can do. If you stay where you're comfortable, let me just say abused people stay where they're comfortable and they stay in abusive relationships because as uncomfortable and painful as it is, that's their norm. And so what happens is in life, if we get in that place of complacency where we just stay in our comfort zone, we're never growing. And so if you feel like, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of stuck here, just start thinking about what in a perfect world would you want your life to look like? What would that look like? And what would you need to do to get there? Yeah. But start dreaming first. Start really dreaming and thinking about what is it that I would want in life? Mm-hmm. How big, how small, whatever that is. Dream big. But then take one step. And it may be really uncomfortable. I know for a lot of women, especially in this direct sales, they do not like doing social media. Asking them mm. to do a video online is like terror. Like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> right. A lot of times I'll do a video and I'm like, I look back and go, oh my gosh, I was so goofy sounding. What was I thinking, you know? Um, and I do it anyway. Because can I tell you, if you will just take one step forward, do a video. So one of my girls, that was her challenge for three weeks. Every coaching session, she'd come back and go, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then now, fast forward six months later, she's doing it all over and her business is thriving because she has to sell herself. She Mm. has a relationship with people. Relationship marketing is where it's at right now in building business. In order to do that, people have to get to know you. They can't know you by your posts. Yeah, they'll learn some things you're passionate about, but how people really get to know you is by hearing from you, seeing you, and so doing videos, and if you look at all the algorithms, it, you know, it proves it because reels and um, videos are what's getting all the algorithms. Yeah. You have to just say, okay, I really want this. So I'm going to take one step, just one baby step, even taking care of ourselves. What I found most recently, helping people to get healthy and, you know, part of our, our yes, you get the supplement, but you get the mindset, the fitness, all that. So I'm helping really change people's mindsets and coaching some of our team with their mindsets. Mm -hmm. It's an all or nothing. How many of us are that all or nothing? If I don't do it 200% well, I'll just stay here. Mm -hmm. That's that comfort zone place, right? And so don't do it so good. I don't want to do it at all. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember saying that in my younger years. Well, if I can't do it well, I don't want to do it. That is the worst. Go do it. Even if you're scared, even if you don't want to do it and then it will become comfortable and then add something else. And then that will become comfortable. Every time you get comfortable, add the next step. 
You know, yeah. it's kind of like climbing the mountain, that comfort zone. Like every time, you know, I, I would get comfortable. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Breathe, go. And I would go again. And then I would get uncomfortable and I'd have yeah. to breathe and have to do it. Okay, now I can go again. You know, same thing. We have to do that in our lives. Mm, yes. Oh, man, this has been so awesome. So I have one last question for you before we finish up for today. Um, and it is, have you ever made short-term business decisions that negatively affected your business? What were those short-term decisions and how have you learned from them? <laughs> um, we would have to be here like 10 years. <laughs> You're like it's too long. <laughs> I have made so many mistakes. Let me think. Um, I'll try to think of something recent. Major ones. <laughs> yeah. Like I made so many of them. Um, I, I would say one of the biggest things I look back at with, um, oh, I, I would have done that very day and I don't ever regret life. I know I learned a ton from my past. So I've grown a lot to where I don't have any regrets. That's a waste of energy and time. Just saying, but I brought on team members that didn't necessarily fit the job description well and I kept them on longer than I should have because they were oh, great yeah. people so mm -hmm. I stole from them being able to go do what they were really really good at and passionate about yep because I wanted to help them so it came from a positive motivation or I would hire someone that wasn't quite in that position you know strong enough for that position but put on myself to mentor them and get them there. Yep. And hindsight, when I look at those times I did that, they, it never worked out. Like yeah. when you're hiring and because I am, my experience is recruiting and staffing too. As I grew in that, I never did that again because it's yeah. the worst thing you can do to somebody is being a place where you're desperate to get someone to fit this, this position yeah. and get someone that's not really what you want wait, just wait. If you have to hire someone temporary to fill a position, move someone up temporary, whatever you need to do, wait yes. till you get the person. Cause if they're working in their passion and they're working in the things that they're really good at their strengths, they're going to thrive. They're going to love their job. They're going to be, you know, excited about it. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more value as a business owner. Um, and even when I'm building this business, like I do not try to put a square peg in a round hole. I just don't like, this is what I have to offer. How do you feel about it? Is it something you want? And if not, that's okay. Yeah. I love you anyway. I will support you right. in whatever God's told you to do. And I do not take it personally. And I yeah. think really, really important for us to keep in mind because someone's no isn't always a no today. Mm -hmm. I mean, tomorrow, it might be a no today. It might not be six months from now, maybe they are in a place where they want to, but a no doesn't mean that you shouldn't have relationship with them because I can tell you one of my friends from 10 years ago, um, saw my posting and, um, is now building the relationship. I mean, building the business with me based on our relationship. And I didn't even approach her and yeah. I know that if I would have approached her 10 years ago, this wouldn't have even been something she'd be interested in. So just be careful with that. Yeah. Oh man, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Where can they go? So tinarains.com is the best place to find me and it connects to all my other things. 
Um, but yes, tinareigns.com. If they're interested in the health side of things, there's a tab on the top that says health and it takes you right to information about that. So yes, I'd love to connect with all of you. And as you see on my video, it's R-A-I-N-S. There is no E in my name. Um, it's rain, just like Rainmaker, which is where my Rainmaker um, slogan came from. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? No, you know what? I just, I want to encourage every one of the entrepreneurs on this, just go do whatever it is that you're passionate about. If you feel stuck, really evaluate, evaluate where you're at, what you're doing. Is it what you really want to be doing and go for it? Whatever it is that you really have a heart to do, go get her girl. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate your time. Let's go ahead and cue the outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.